My older daughter, Grace, asked me a few days ago, Dad, if you were to have a time machine right now, would you choose to go back to the past or skip ahead to the future? It was such a simple question, and and I was surprised at how hard it was to answer. Would we want to go back in time before the pandemic started, before all of the sadness and unrest of the past week? Or would we want to skip past it all and, and just get 2020 over with already? I suppose one could make the argument both ways, but neither are really the best. I mean, why go back to the past when, when things weren't all that great either, only to have to relive what we've been going through? And why skip to the future, which may have its own struggles to face? I think that's why the wisdom literature comes to us at such a perfect time. The books of Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon are not about the past, nor are they about the future. They come after the historical books of Samuel and Kings and Chronicles, and they come before the futuristic visions of the prophets. They are about how to live right now, amid the difficulties of the present moment. As you and I read through Proverbs and Ecclesiastes this month as part of our ongoing Bible Project 2020, we have been given the perfect gift at just the right time, insight in how to live fully in the present moment. With all the pain and suffering and heartache that we've been experiencing right now, it is good to hear these words. Words like, quote, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. That's from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Those are good words to think about when educating ourselves about systemic racism and injustice to people of color. Or words like, quote, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. That's from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. And these are good words to think about in a time when we, we really should be listening more to people who are different from us and speaking less. And then there's today's scripture reading from Proverbs chapter 3. It's really a, a hallmark passage in the Proverbs about, about trusting in God and not leaning on our own understanding and ultimately seeking God's wisdom. And I can think of no better person to offer the rest of today's sermon than the pastor who has helped us seek God's wisdom for the past six years as our minister of discipleship. This is Reverend Debbie Casanzio's last Sunday here, and I've asked her to offer her own insights on this text before she leaves to serve Lady Lake United Methodist starting July 1. We have all been blessed by her ministry here, and I know I can speak for all of you when I say, thank you, Debbie. So, to talk to us about how Proverbs 3 can give us insights for right here and right now, we welcome Debbie this morning. Well, good morning, Hyde Park family. It is great to be with you on my last Sunday. I got to confess to you, it's really weird saying goodbye and talking to you through this little camera lens that I'm looking into. Doing this virtually is certainly a new experience for us all, and it's First time I've ever done a sermon virtually this way, so I look forward to sharing with you, as McGrace said, a few thoughts on this passage from Proverbs that we heard about today. You know, as I look at this book of wisdom literature of Proverbs, 
I wonder if when we listen to the words of Proverbs, maybe wisdom herself might want to speak something to us today and throughout these coming weeks as we lean into this book. You know, in literature, the image of an owl is often used to represent wisdom. And you know, when I think about it, that really is true. I mean, think of an owl. She sits there perched on her branch, able to look around in all directions. She's able to see farther in the night. And she waits there patiently until just the right moment before she decides to soar. You know, I recently stumbled upon this little um, English nursery rhyme. It was written back in 1875, and it was printed in a publication called Punch, and actually John D. Rockefeller quoted it at one time. And it goes like this. There was an old owl that lived in an oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Oh, if men weren't like that old wise bird. I wonder if some of that sentiment might be found in our passage today, if not the entire chapter of chapter three in the book of Proverbs. You know, the passage that we heard read this morning, it's a very familiar passage. It's one of the most familiar, and you can even find it on t-shirts, you can find it on coffee mugs, you can find it on plaques that hang in people's hallways. Listen to these words again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't rely on your own intelligence. But know him in all your paths, and he will keep your ways straight. You know, in this chapter, we can hear the patriarchal conversation of a father talking to a child as one who loves, cares for, and is looking to guide. When I read this passage, I can hear the parent inviting that child to shh, get quiet, and look to God. You know, this chapter, this entire book of Proverbs is the invitation into wisdom to trust God, and today I discovered two things, that as we trust God, we're invited to trust him with courageous curiosity and courageous compassion. You know, one of the things I've loved about this Bible project is the way in which so many people are desiring to grow, not just intellectually, but spiritually. You're gathering together in small groups and you're becoming curious about the stories that lie beneath the text and you're, you're leaning in to discover how might you be inspired by what God is, is doing in the scriptures and what's happening in your own lives. And then you allow it to transform your hearts. Listen to what it says, starting out right there at chapter 3, verse 1. It says, my son, don't forget my instructions. But let your heart guard my commands because they will help you live a long time and provide you with well-being. Don't let loyalty and faithfulness lead you, but bind them on your neck and write them on the tablets of your heart. You know, in so many ways, isn't that what's been happening when we've been going through this Bible project or any time you open up scripture? When you read those words and you allow the lessons of God to be written on your heart, 
and you make choices to live differently. You know, in this Bible project, you all have been allowing the words of Scripture to transform your hearts. But I want to say this about curiosity. It's not just about being curious about the good, feel-good stories that you see in other people or the lessons that you learn. Sometimes, sometimes the greatest transformation comes when we become curious not just about what inspires us, but what irritates us. Now let's be honest. In our world right now, with these two viruses of COVID and racism, there is plenty to get irritated about, right? I mean, whether it's irritation in the big things like the treatment of the marginalized or the, the lack of access to care for the most vulnerable or the small things like homeschooling or being cooped up in the house with the same person day in and day out. I mean, let's be honest, right? There's got to be a little irritation there. But you know, small or large, crisis or not, those irritations can be like unwelcome guests, but they can also be some of the great lessons in growth if we choose to find the courage to step in and look at them. Because you see, when someone or something irritates us, if we have the courage, we can find that it's a mirror back to ourselves and we could find healing and growth in that. You listen to what the author of Proverbs says here in verse 11 and 12. My child, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves the one he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. You see, like that wise old bird, when we get quiet, and we choose with courageous curiosity to explore what inspires and what irritates us, well, then our hearts can be transformed and we can live into the person that God created us to be. And so while this chapter does invite us to become courageously curious like that wise old owl, I think this chapter also invites us to something else but to become courageously compassionate. A little bit later in this chapter, listen to what the writer of Proverbs says. He says, don't withhold good from someone who deserves it, when it's in your power to do so. And don't say to your neighbor, go, come back, and I'll give it to you tomorrow when you have it to give today. And don't plan to harm your neighbor who trusts and lives near you. And don't accuse anyone without reason when they haven't harmed you. And don't envy violent people or choose any of their ways. Courageous compassion. You know, when we can get quiet and allow ourselves to move beyond our fears and trust in the goodness of God, well, then we might, too, find ways that we can love others with God's love and make an impact in this world. I've heard from many of you how you are actually getting quiet, how you're praying about how you might respond to everything that's been going on, particularly these last few weeks, but even more so over these last several months. And I've been inspired by the ways you're responding 
I mean, some are making masks and caring for those who are sick and the most vulnerable. Others are marching. And some are writing letters to systems that are holding on to injustice. And then there's others of you, those who are making phone calls, building relationships with people who are different from yourselves, all in the hopes, not just your own growth, but the growth and healing of our community and of our world. So I wonder, this week, how might we all step into wisdom? Where might we get quiet and look around us like that wise old owl? There's some place in your life where you're looking to cultivate courageous curiosity. Is there a place of courageous courageous compassion that's seeking to burst out of you. I think that is the invitation for all of us. And when I think of all of you here at Hyde Park, I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the ways you've taught me over these last several years. I'm inspired by the way you desire to grow in your life of faith. You've opened up for me the the desires for stepping into the passion of our hearts and the way in which you step into caring for humanity and caring for creation is an inspiration to so many people. And I have been privileged to be able to watch all of you take your next steps of faith as you use your gifts to serve God, to serve the community, and to serve the world. And you've helped me become a better person and a better pastor because of my time here. I've been so privileged to be able to serve in this place at this season of life, and I gotta tell you that you have given me the courage to step forward into this new chapter of my life with courage, curiosity, and compassion. And I will be forever grateful for all of you. There's a passage from the book of Philippians that I wanna leave you with that I think of as I remember you, and I love how Paul writes it. He says this. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. For I'm confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for the blessing that it's been to be able to serve and walk alongside of all of you. Let us pray. Oh God, we pray seeking to understand, to understand ideas, people, situations, ourselves, our faith. Help us to trust in you. Lord, we are in the midst of so much change, and we know that that change can cause us to be vulnerable as we become less capable of adapting, and small change seems to take on greater magnitude. But help keep ideas and possibilities, dreams and hope alive for all of us. Grow in us and around us so that change is not an inhibitor, but it becomes a catalyst into new life. Keep us curious about life exploring and discovering 
growing into understanding more into the mystery of life as we walk with you, the author of our faith and our guide. Lord, lead us into wholeness, whatever that may be. For it's in all of this we pray. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. We join together in wishing Debbie God's richest blessings on her new ministry with the people of Lady Lake United Methodist Church with deep gratitude for all that she has done with us and for us over the last six years. What a gift she has been.